Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. On Friday night, uh, there was an unveiling of the uh, Department of Defense's new newest bomber. It's uh, B-21 Raider. It's the you know state-of-the-art uh, bomber that uh, they they unveiled on Friday night in Palmdale, California. Uh, in this event, they had it was all these people gathered in, in front of this hangar, and then the hangar door opened up, and you could see this big, big uh, jet bomber aircraft bomber behind it. You know. Uh, and it was a big deal, you know. You had different people uh, stepping out. There was the, the talk about it. Uh, the Navy Admiral Christopher Grady came up. The vice, he's the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He uh, talked about it, and, and then after he talked about it, uh, the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin III talked about it. And uh, you know, well, the, the stuff they were saying, it's all pretty much, you know, to me, it's you know, it's the stuff you would expect at something like this. It's nobody's fault. It just boring banter as far as i'm concerned i mean there's nothing you know it's 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 prepared speeches with big words and you know patriotic type this uh, talk and that's fine uh uh and uh you know basically this like here's a here was a quote uh from uh the uh, that uh the secretary of defense Lloyd Austin said, he said, it's a testament to America's enduring advantages in ingenuity and innovation, and it's proof of the department's long-term commitment to building advanced capabilities that will fortify America's ability to deter aggression today and into the future. Now, we don't know all the, the details of this bomber. It was developed over a seven-year period by a defense manufacturer, weapons manufacturer, Northrop Grumman, um, and... Uh, you know, what I heard, these guys were talking, I really wasn't hearing that. What I was, you know, the visuals uh, created different words in my brain. And those visuals, the, the, what I heard was, hey, you see this thing back here? Now look at, we're the United States of America. You screw with us, you're in trouble. So just watch out. Be careful. We'll kick your damn ass. That's basically what I was seeing, you know. We were basically telling our enemies of the world, hey, don't screw with us because we got this this kind of stuff now and believe me you don't have this kind of stuff and uh you better watch it that that's that's what i was seeing for you know you, there's two, there's a couple different ways to look at these kind of uh, uh things and that's the way i looked at it it was basically telling the rest of the world hey look out we're the united states of america and that's what it was you know and as it's, at the same time it's telling the citizens of the united states of america hey you see this thing back here don't worry about a thing we got this covered sleep easy tonight so that that's basically what was being the, the visuals created those kind of kind of words in my brain uh but you know what i was sitting there looking at this and i'm wondering you know what <laughs> you know really uh is, is any of this technology right uh that's was employed in the creation of this new bomber Right, we, we don't really know what it can do. All you know, they're not going to tell it. They can't tell. I mean, what, why, what would be the point in making something like this and telling you all the ins and outs of it? Now we do know that it's, you know, it could, uh, it could use all kinds of different. It could use regular bombs, and it could, you know, it could uh, uh, shoot out nuclear bombs. I mean, it could do everything, right? Uh, you know these things. You know, you have some of these these aircraft. They could hover in place, and you know. But you know, this thing has wings. You know, it's not a flying saucer or anything like that. At the same time, though, you wonder. 
uh, if Northrop Grumman, who developed this for the Department of Defense, uh, did they uh, was were they inspired by anything from recovered uh, alien spacecraft? Does it is is anything in these uh, in this in these new bombers that we're making? Uh, is there anything in there that was actually uh, inspired from things that uh, you know we recovered from other planets? Uh, crash spacecraft that's what i was wondering and, I, and i'm sure that there is i mean because i i am sure that 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 uh uh there are definitely most certainly uh, these weapons manufacturers what you know northrop grumman who made this or, or you know any of them uh lockheed you know i'm sure that a lot of there are uh people it, it, from those private defense contracting companies within those companies there are most certainly people who know the truth about the extraterrestrial presence and have been uh, uh you know been given this you know, materials from these crashed or, or recovered craft whatever we have and you know i'm sure that some of that whatever they uh were able to gather out of these you know, uh, the, any kind of information they gathered out of there, I'm sure that some of this information was applied in the creation of some of these newer bombers like this. I'm almost, you know, it's it's certain. It has to be. Um, and anyway, I guess the point is, is like you wonder, uh, you know, just how much over the years, you know, alien technology has helped us advanced, uh, helped us advance technologically, especially with regard to, uh, these stealth aircraft like this b-21 raider um and uh let's let i'm just gonna read a little bit from this uh air force website the department of defense website and it says here uh this is some quotes from austin uh the uh, secretary of defense the b-21 looks imposing but what's under the frame and the space age coatings is even more impressive the range of the b-21 austin said is unmatched by any other bomber it won't need to be based in theater it won't need logistical support to hold any target at risk the secretary said like the b-2 spirit the b-21 raider is a stealth aircraft it will be hard for adversaries to see that it's coming he said 50 years of advances in low observable technology have gone into this aircraft he said even the most sophisticated air defense systems will struggle to detect a b-21 in the sky austin also said the b-21 raider is designed to be easily maintainable which will help ensure that the aircraft is always ready to go when it's needed we don't really have a capability unless we maintain it he said the b-21 is carefully designed to be the most maintainable bomber ever built so it's it's a very impressive uh piece of equipment that uh, they've developed over a seven-year period but again i I'm, i guess i'm curious to know what what you know what if any and i'm sure it's it's not if any i i'm sure there has to be i mean what what what's the point in 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 you know in this top secret uh cover-up of the alien reality if you're not going to you know at least try to reverse engineer some of the technology that you recovered that wouldn't make any sense right so i'm sure that there are some things with this that are uh, you know, w w whether it's in the design or whatever, it, within the metal that they use. I mean, who knows exactly what, but there is most certainly that some alien technology had to inspire uh, some of this. Now, this thing, of course, it's not a flying saucer. It, it has wings, you know, it has a propulsion system. It, you know, it has wheels on the bottom that w when it lands, you know, it's, so it's, 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 it's not like something you would, uh, 
could mistake for a, a flying saucer, but it's a, a, but it is something that would will def- definitely strike fear into the hearts of any enemies that want to screw around with the United States, uh, because you know so it's imposing looking to say the least. But again, you know, I, it, it's funny. You know, here we are. It's now what? No, that it's December fifth. Uh, this this was unveiled on what December second, and. And the, the UFO report we were supposed to receive, it's still not released. That was supposed to be, we were supposed to have that, uh, the, this new pet report from the Pentagon on UFOs on the 31st of October. And it is now December 5th, and we're already past the unveiling of the B-21 Raider, and we still don't even have the UFO report that was uh, due to Congress on the, 20, on the 31st of October. And it does seem like a lot of people are or have been saying the same things that I've been saying on, on this podcast for a long time now, and that is that uh, they're, they're trying to pull this back. They are most certainly, there's, there's an effort within the Pentagon to reel this back in again. They don't want to really go there. I, I, I just It just seems that way, and I'm not the only one who's, who's feeling this way. I mean, there's... You know, actually, here's one of my. There's a lot of my followers. Uh, a lot of the people who subscribe to my YouTube YouTube channel, for, for instance, uh, believe that. Uh, here's just a, a quote from uh, Ned, who today sent said this. It says, "I honestly don't think anything will come out out of this so uh, out of this so-called disclosure. Congress in America, even the president, have no power over these people in these agencies, military, industrial complex. It's a bit of a joke, really. They will not disclose this subject. I, I, I actually, that's how I feel right now. It feels like that on Twitter. Uh, here, here was a." Some comments from uh, Twitter from some Twitter users, people who talk about UFOs all the time, including uh, Stanford's Gary Nolan. Uh, he chimed in here too. But I'll, I'll read this first uh, tweet. This was from a user named Unplugged User. It's he, he writes, A smear campaign is underway on the UFO slash UAP phenomenon. Make no mistake about it, officials within the Department of Defense and Pentagon are working diligently to discredit every shred of evidence, pilot and witness testimony until, until this topic is buried once more. That's true. I, I mean, I totally, I, I feels like that with a lot of the articles that are coming out. There's been other articles since that. Uh, the new, there was a New York Times article that uh, came out on, uh, I, I believe it was October 28th or 29th, that basically uh, tried to downplay the entire UFO situation, uh, tried to make it sound like uh, all the stuff in the report. Apparently, uh, some anonymous sources from the Pentagon had contacted the New York Times and said, hey, yeah, the, 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 this stuff in the report, there's 366 objects that we looked at. Half of them we figured out that's either Chinese spy drones or uh, clutter-like balloons. And the rest of it, we don't know what the rest of it is, right? But if we had more information, we could assure you it would, we would be able to determine that it's not extraterrestrial. That's what that's what the New York Times article did, and then there's been a lot of other articles from the from Wall Street Journal and other news outlets since that basically have been trying to downplay the entire uh, UFO situation and and basically make it look like it's no big deal and it's nothing to worry about and and try to make people forget about it. That's what it seems like, uh, and I believe I believe that. And there's other people who are saying the same thing. And uh, in response to that tweet, there was another. Uh, user uh richard geldreich he he stated which was really interesting comment he states they've been doing this for 75 years so if it makes you feel any better this is nothing new the phenomenon refuses to get the memo that it does not exist and that's a great 
quote, and actually that quote was actually pulled, uh, uh, repeated here by Gary Nolan, the Stanford uh, scientist who is, has, uh, is, an in- is interested in UFOs and is studying some aspects of that. And he, he, he repeated that. He said, the phenomenon refuses to get the memo that it does not exist. And then he wrote, quotable. Yes, it is quotable. It's a very good, uh, very, it was a very good uh, tweet uh, because that's the truth. <laughs> the truth is is that it's not going to go away despite what happens right despite what what's going on here right now apparently we are moving forward i mean we're, we're just a couple of steps away from that uh 2023 uh, uh defense authorization act bill from getting approved uh fully by uh the house and the senate and then the president's supposed to sign it you know so that means that 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 bill once it passes there's uh it includes whistleblower protection so uh anyone within the pentagon that wants to uh, tell congress uh, about what it know what they know about uh you know ufos uh extraterrestrials they could say they could do that with and they could uh, uh they would receive uh protection uh that for, they won't have they won't have to worry about any kind of repercussions because they will they will have whistleblower protection that does that is supposed to pass but even regardless regardless of any regardless of like i i think that this comment from from twitter you know says it all uh, you know, basically, it doesn't matter. I mean, they could try to make this thing go away. You know, it's not gonna go. It's never gonna. It never goes away. They tried to make they they tried to make it go away numerous times. They tried to make it go away in the early fifties. It failed. Next thing you know, in 1952, uh, what happens? A whole bunch of uh, flying saucers show up over Washington, right? And there was nothing anybody could do about it. And when when they sent out uh, uh, fighter planes to to check them out, the, the the flying saucers took off. And then later on, the flying saucers come back, and then they take off again. And there's nothing they could have done. There's nothing they could do about it. So they had to start opening up another investigation into it. Reluctantly, they didn't. They don't want to have to do that. The military does not want to have any kind of uh, public investigation in the UFOs. That seems to be how they want to operate. That's how they've been wanting to operate for the past seventy-five years. They don't want anything. To, to public, but they feel like they're they're compelled to do it because people keep seeing the things, right? They don't go away. It's like the 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 phenomenon doesn't stop just because uh, somebody in the Air Force or or the Department of Defense, you know, somebody says, oh well, you know what? We can't find anything. There's nothing to it. Just because they say that doesn't mean it's going to make it go away. And it's always been the case. And then they tried to make it go away in the sixth, in the late sixties, where they hired uh, the University of Colorado to 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 put out that bogus Condon report that determined, oh, there's nothing here of scientific value, so we might as well not look at this anymore. So yeah, then the then the Air Force closes its Project Blue Book. And, but guess what? UFOs they they didn't they didn't stop coming here. They didn't stop showing up. Right? The mystery just got got even more uh, involved, more mysterious actually. You know, you start hearing more about alien abductions, but after that, you know, the, you know, you started hearing about it before the, the Project Blue Book closed. But then, in the seventies into the eighties, you know, that was a big deal. Alien abduction was something that really started to to to, to be talked about more. It's, it was more than just seeing the seeing the objects. It was you know people being uh, forcibly removed, uh, forcibly abducted by these beings. And a lot of just encounters with them too. I mean, it just the the, the thing doesn't go away. And then then you have now in, in five years ago, 2017. You, it seems like there's a, a renewed interest uh, uh, in the press and in the mainstream a little bit because of the release of those the leaked uh, uh, videos of, of objects filmed by uh, military personnel. 
and now it looks like they're trying to put uh, force everything back into Pandora's box. It's not going to work. It never has worked. I mean, they'll, 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 they could they could make a go of it, but it's in the end, it's not going to do anything. It's just not going to help. It's not going to help at all because you can't. It's not going to go away. It's like oh, they don't believe it. It's like what do they think the aliens are going to say? You know what? They they still they they're, they still don't want to believe us. They're still telling their people that we're we're not real. I guess we might as well just go away now. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. You know, I'm not going to get into here of all the reasons why I think they're here. I'm not getting into any, any uh, uh, with this discussion here, I'm not going to get into any uh, theories or speculation about what the aliens are up to. But I'm just talking about how the government and, and, and how human beings uh, are handling the situation. Well, some of us are actually, we want to get the truth out there. We want, we want more answers. We, we want to know what the government knows. Uh, obviously, the government doesn't want to tell us what it knows. They want to, they're trying to pretend that nothing things going on again right oh there's nothing to it nothing to worry about hey if we did have uh uh if we did know what if we had more information about those other objects that we still haven't identified we could for sure there's no way it would be extraterrestrial i mean that's that's preposterous how, how can you make a statement like that uh but yeah it's just not going to go away i mean we just had i just was talking about recently about how cattle mutilations I mean, there's uh, so there's a, a cattle mutilate uh, forty cattle mutilations in a in an area of Colorado just over the uh, past couple of months, right? And there's no explanation for it. There's no signs of any predators. Uh, it's not a bacteria that's killing them. They're not. They're, there's not a lot of answers. Are, is it are, is it uh, aliens? Are they being mutilated uh, uh, by aliens? Uh, drained of blood by aliens? Is that what's happening? See, it's just not going to go away, no matter how hard they try. And, you know, these things like this, okay, it's great, you know, with, with, with uh, what I'm talking about here earlier about this, uh, the new B-21 Raider. Oh, that's great. And maybe it's, uh, maybe they did, uh, uh, maybe it was inspired somewhat by uh, recovered alien technology, but the government's not going to tell us that. But maybe it was, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, what does it matter? Uh, but it's almost like uh, there's a lot of people out there who are both, both duly, they're, they're, they're interested in, in the potentiality of an extraterrestrial presence here on Earth. Well, actually, there is. There's no potentiality of it. But some of them not, are not sure. They're interested in that. And they're also interested in high-tech kind of uh, things like this, like the B, uh, B-21 Raider. There's a lot of people that are really excited about stuff like that. To me, I, like I've said this before, I'm I'm like, okay, uh, pretty neat, you know. It's but at the same time, to me, it's whole hum, you know. Okay, yeah, okay, we have another plane here that that would that you know could kill people and cause all kinds of destruction and protect us, and that's great, right? It's great, right? But uh, uh, I, I'm I'm more interested in the in the extraterrestrial aspect of this thing because, see, of course, as a lot of you know, I I I've I've encountered one of these beings and I and I saw one of their craft up close. Right, so I want more information. I'm, I'm interested in finding more about that. I'm not as interested in this kind of in, in the stuff about what kind of new tech is being developed, unless you know it, I would I would be more interested if I was told, hey, this we're, we're basing this on on uh, some recovered extraterrestrial spacecraft. That that would be interesting to know. I would like to know that. That would that would cause me to oh really you know because otherwise it's not a big deal to me. You know, it's like that scene in Jaws, like you know with the mayor when he's there. 
You know, you yell Barracuda, everyone says, oh, what? But you yell Shark, we got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. In this case, it's like, uh, you, you yell B-21 Raider, uh, people like me say, oh, what? You you yell aliens from outer space flying around and flying saucers, then you got a panic on your hands on the 4th of July. That's how, that's, see, that's the difference there. I, I'm more excited about the extraterrestrial aspects of this whole, th uh, of flying objects, rather than uh, military objects that we create ourselves. I mean, that's, it's interesting, but only to a certain degree it's not as nearly as interesting to me as the reality that there's an extraterrestrial presence here that our government knows about it and they're keeping a secret what they know and they're not sharing any information about what they know and and to me that's more interesting aliens are more interesting than uh what uh, northrop grumman uh, has developed uh, in the past seven years that's you know just that's just how i am I know there's people out there who who or who who are interested, you know, equally in these two in these things. I'm not me, not me. I'm just not that kind of person. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk more about aliens. Okay, we are back. You know, uh, for the most part, alien beings, uh, the reported alien beings, particularly the greys, they seem to be the prevalent ones, the predominant ones that people end up dealing with. These things are absolute weaklings. I mean, physically, when you when you, the descriptions of them, everything about them seems that they these things. I mean, compared to a human, we would be able to if one of these if they weren't if they didn't have any sort of technological protection, right? Right, and it was, you know, a human being would even a kid would be able to kick one of these things' asses to Timbuktu. Uh, I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, these things are there's nothing to them. I mean, really. I mean, three and a half feet tall for you know that seems to be the description. Three and a half feet tall to four feet tall, real thin, big heads, big target for a punch. You know, if if you wanted to, if you needed, if you felt the uh, the. Uh, the need to punch one in the head if they were trying to, you know, drag you into a spaceship. But see, they 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 have they have taken so, so, uh, some sort of precautions where they they basically render us, you know, immobile and then do whatever they want to do with us. It's almost it's similar to like, you know, if there's a, if there's scientists who who are interested in uh, studying bear. Right, they're gonna, you know, in the wild, right? they're they're gonna shoot that bear with a tranquilizer, go up and maybe do some things to the bear, and then when the bear wakes up, doesn't know what the hell was go just happened, and then we were able to track it. I think that's similar what's going on with these aliens to us. You know, they gotta basically do things to us to, to because actually we would hurt them. I mean, big time. I mean, you think about, uh, for instance, the 1975 Travis Walton case. Okay, now. Uh, you know, so everyone knows this story. You know, Travis Walton and six other guys were in Arizona, in the mountains of Arizona, chopping down cheap trees all day. You know, logging, and and bait loggers. And so then at the end of the day, they're they're driving back in a pickup truck, and on the side of the road, uh, you know, in a clearing, there's a flying saucer just hovering there. You know, so Travis gets out, he walks up to it, and next thing you know, he gets blasted with some beam of light. His buddies get scared and just take off, and then they then they, they after they get their bearings, they go back looking for him, and he's gone, right? And and then Travis shows up five days later, right, Com completely disoriented, doesn't know what just happened to him. He thinks just a few hours went by, and when he he doesn't even he can't believe it that that five days went by. So I think what happened there with Travis, uh, you know, it seems what's, what's uh, like he, I think the aliens inadvertently 
caused him some some uh, major physical problems and that that's they needed to keep him there apparently till he was better that's what it seems like anyway but anyway he says when when he did come to he says he wake, wake, wakes up in a room and there's there's these three ba- alien gray beings like you know your, your typical description basically of these beings standing there looking at him he pushed one of the way pushed one of them away and then he grabbed some object that he saw sitting on a table and went they you know threatening them with it and then he just they just walked out of the room they wanted nothing to do with that violence uh you have to wonder okay now I guess if they, I guess they really weren't worried because I guess there was, uh, it, it had Travis tried to actually phys- physically attack them. Had he really tried to do something, I'm sure that you know it would have been prevented somehow via some technology or maybe mind control in some way. It would have been stopped. Um, but so, but they walked out of the room, and so then he he left the room himself. Then and he and he and he found himself in another bigger room. It was like almost like he felt like he was in a mothership. Like he walked out of a smaller craft into a in, in, into a bigger craft, and he sees sees this uh you know uh like a, a star map or something on a big giant screen, and then a, a guy comes up to him, looks human. You know, he would have said looks like he would have completely passed for a human. The guy did not speak to him whatsoever. And uh, next thing you know, they somehow he gets conked out again. Next thing you know, he wakes up out on on, you know, on the road and there's, he sees a, a, a light in the sky. And then it was a, it was a flying saucer and then it just took off. And then he walked to a phone booth and that's how, you know, he, he people found him where he was and that was it. But you think about when when he was on the ship and those three beings, when he saw those three little guys, right? I mean, it's amazing that, uh, you know, I mean, he he had a somewhat of a small chance, it seems, to, to apply injury, but nothing ever happened. But he did threaten them. Uh, I think what might have been going on there, he might have been conked out for a long, for a couple of days, right? He might have been seriously injured. He might have been in a coma, and they were trying to bring him out of it. And maybe he finally came out of it, and they're they're standing there. Oh, he's he's okay, and then they see him, and he, and he, he's he's all freaked out, and they realize okay, he's okay, and they just walk out of the room. Had anything got had any had he uh, gotten closer to these things and tried to do something violent violently to them, they would have stopped him somewhat somehow right but that they have the power to prevent us from harming them however if you were able to if they didn't have that power if they if they didn't have whatever technology they're using or whatever mind control they're using who knows how they're doing it maybe it's a combination of both of these things but somehow they're able to do it now somebody was asking me or i've been got i i talk about my experience when i was a kid a lot of course i mean that's one of the things i, I love talking about <laughs> i love t- talking telling this story because it's just something that it's so it's fat to me it's fascinating i have no answers to it i you know i i think it was an alien as far as i could see as my my opinion is it was an alien uh but i i you know i don't know what they were doing i don't know what what happened before or after the incident it's just uh it's just fascinating to talk about to me and i just think it's uh something that's you know it's just extremely interesting but i i you know a lot of people have been talk asking me questions about it recently and somebody uh pointed out uh one of the users pointed out uh magnus zittergist kissed uh wrote uh if you hear the humming sound it's too late to run and he was this was in reference to one of my recent podcasts where i talked about the humming sound that i heard 
uh, okay, of course, in 1977, I wake up in the middle of the night in my bedroom, right, and I could hear this electronic humming sound going on, and meanwhile, through the blanket, I see this hand with only three fingered, three digits on it that they weren't human digits either. They were like, they were thick at the bottom. They came to almost points at the end, at the tips, and it was getting closer to my head and further away, and this incident lasted for 20 minutes, and I, you know, the whole time, there was this electronic humming sound, similar to a sound that was described by some of the kids who were uh, at the area, 1994 aerial school incident that were where were the flying saucer landed and alien beings uh, uh, emerged and and some one of those alien beings communicated telepathically with some of the kids uh, similarly some of those kids indicated that they had heard this humming sound or buzzing sound rather it sounded like bees that like bees like buzzing you know I, I, you know to me that's what or and one of them also described it as an electrical transformer it sounded like something like that you know to me too and when you know in when i was a kid in 1977 there was this humming sound uh and anyway i always i the, the, whatever was in the room that night what the the, sh the shadow of the arm and the hand it wasn't big it wasn't like a big you know this hand was 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 like it was a smaller hand it wasn't like a big hand i mean uh my little kid hand might have been as big as this uh or almost as big as it my my adult hand was probably bigger than it right so it was a small hand it was a thin arm whatever was there it was smallish right it wasn't big right the being because i can only see the shadow of the arm and the hand through this blue blanket that was covering my head at the time uh, i did not want to look at it so i never pulled the blanket down and so whatever it was it was smallish and i and i'm wondering now you know um what would have happened if had i tried to make a run for it and i actually this is what i wrote this is the comment that i wrote back i wrote i often wonder what would have happened had i tried to make a run for it it would have been a tall order because of the position of the creature i would have had to quickly rise up and jump over the headboard of the bed toward the steps not sure if i would have made it it would it have allowed me to flee the room plus an escape attempt would have likely put me in a position where i would have seen the creature's face which is something i did not want to see its arm and three-fingered hand was more than enough for me so yeah i'm not sure what would have happened uh had i tried to get out of that room at that moment i i, I wonder about it you know i mean uh the way my bed was situated, I would have had to jump over this the headboard, the wooden headboard. I would have had to jump over the wooden headboard, and then the steps would have the attic steps were pretty close to that, and and I would have maybe even jumped into uh, to the top first or second step possibly. I mean, if I would have been fast enough, I'm not sure what would have happened though. I mean, would I have been frozen in place? I mean, who knows? I don't know. It's always something I wonder about. What would have happened if had I tried to escape the room at that moment? Uh, would the, would the being have used some employed some mental powers over me uh, to prevent me from moving or 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 would it use some technological power to prevent me from moving and freeze me in place or whatever i don't know i it's something i always wonder i wish in a way i wish i would have tried it you know uh, i wish i would have tried to get out of that out of that room that night but i don't know what would have happened i mean it's just it's, it's an interesting thing i mean if it ever happens again uh, I think I will try it. If this ever, if that ever were to happen again, I think I'm gonna try to run out of the room and see what happens. Uh, but you know, that's what I'm. I'm 54 years old now, and that I was what eight going on nine. So and it hasn't happened since. You know, that was the only time this ever happened. But I'd like to, you know, it's interesting. And and here's the other thing too. If it didn't have any powers over me, as in, in my little eight 
eight-year-old, I was almost, I probably only a couple of months away from being nine, maybe only a month away from being nine when this happened. You know, would my young body have been able, to, would it have been a match to the to the smallish body of this being uh, if the being uh, was unable or incapable for any reason of employing its uh, uh, mental uh powers over me or it's technological power tech uh, whatever kind of technological uh, powers it had available to it over me would would, would would i have been able to beat this thing up probably probably maybe i would have put up a good fight with it i probably was scared out of my mind i mean actually fist fighting in my mind with what i perceived at the time was a monster or a demon i thought it was either a demon or or, or satan himself i had no idea what it was I never thought alien at the time. That thing, I didn't think that until 10 years later. Uh, I just had no idea. I didn't know that those kind of things were happening to people, that aliens are showing up in their houses in the middle of the night. I didn't know. I never heard of that before when I was eight and nine years, eight or nine years old. It took 10 years later until I was sitting there watching a documentary in the late 80s and realizing, yeah, that's what it was. But yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder what would have happened. Now as an adult, I tell you what, uh, of course, I mean, these things are so small. I mean, really, the descriptions of it, you have to imagine how small these things are. They could, I mean, you, you wouldn't realize it, but they're so small that they could hide in, in a very, very small space in your house and you might not know it. I mean, if they were to do that, I don't think they do those kind of things. But if they were, they, they would be able to squeeze themselves into a spot where you, would, you wouldn't think that something would be able to hide. But when you realize, when you think about, when you look at the descriptions of these things, how scrawny they really are, other than their oversized heads, right? They're, they're pretty, they're, they seem pretty weak. Like they would not be able to, you know, they would get their, they would be totally annihilated by a human being in, in, in a one-to-one, one-on-one confrontation. Um, and I think I would have pretty much had, had, had that happened when I was a kid, I think, you know, even though I was only eight or nine years old at the time, and I wasn't that big of a kid, however, I think I would have been a match. I think it would have been a fair fight at the, at the very least. Um, and uh, that, that's, it's, I, I, I think I would have won. My fear probably would have uh, probably allowed me to win that fight. Now, of course, this is all fantasy because we really don't know what would happen. But uh, yeah, I, I, I guess the whole point of what I'm trying to say here is that these things are, are, are weaklings. That's what they are. They're just scrawny for the most part. Now, of course, there's people that say they see these bigger ones or these bigger reptilians and, you know, and, and who knows about the strength of these praying mantis things that a lot of people say they see who seem to be in charge of everything. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a giant praying mantis, that might be, you know, who knows what you, know, you, you could be. If you get in a fight with one of those things, I mean... You might get hurt, right? I don't know. I don't know how what kind of strength they will have. I mean, there, there's not a lot of information about them. There's not a lot of description about them, but they seem to be a lot bigger and stronger uh, than these smaller little gray beings that seem to do all the menial labor. So, yeah, I, I they th these beings they need the techno uh, technology to protect them. They need that from us because we would absolutely destroy them. I mean, if you, if anybody was a you know, a regular person, say, you know, a regular layman, you know, in his house in the middle of the night wakes up and there's one of these things standing in his room and that thing is not using any sort of uh, uh, some sort of uh, telepathy to, to control the person and, and not using any other kind of technology to control the person. That person is going to seriously harm that alien being so that's why they're doing it they're doing it to protect themselves that's one of the reasons plus they don't want to they don't want us to know about them 
They do every they they, they are there is an effort it seems there's a strong effort right uh, by these beings by these visitors to ensure that we don't know about them they they don't want uh, us to know what they're up to that they're here uh in some ways they don't seem to care too much right because if they did then they would try to make themselves completely invisible to the naked eye uh but somehow we still a lot of people see the the craft on a regular basis i mean they, they play games with their own with their militaries from across the globe so uh but at the same time they don't want us to they don't want they don't want us to remember any sort of uh uh integ like they don't want us to remember when whenever it, it, uh, any of those moments when they actually force themselves into our space when when they do things to us when they when they take people pluck them from from their reality and and take them on their strips and do whatever they're going to do to them and then put them back they want them to forget that they want everyone to forget about that they don't want them, anyone to know what's going on with that 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 seems to be clear at the same time they're, they 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 there's definitely things that they're employing to protect themselves because these things are just a bunch of weaklings i mean we would uh, physically in a, in a fight these things would have would stand no chance you know against one of these things against a, a human being even even a kid you know an 8 9 10 year old kid would see, i think would be able to beat one of these things up you know you know and so that's why they that's why they do these things because to us Right to them, we're like bears. The way bears are to us, right? That's what we are to them. You know, we're like wild animals. We're like a tiger in the jungle, right? To them, we would we would pose a danger. So they have to take measures to basically control us before they interact with us, before they are these forced interactions with us. So the whole point of the whole thing, the whole point of this whole discussion is, hey, if it wasn't for their technology and their telepathic abilities, uh, we'd be able to physically kick these beings' asses all over the place. Uh, but unfortunately, they, because they're obviously uh, way more advanced than human, the human race is, uh, we don't stand a chance against them.